0: Alright, welcome to episode 4 of Beef Station, here for another week is me, Oscar, and sitting opposite me is my buddy, Andy, hey, Andrew, Canberra's only beef-based movie podcast, <laughs> Beef Station, coming at you for another week. How's it going, man?
1: Yeah, good, good. Yeah? Yeah. As if we haven't just spent five we, hours together. <laughs> <laughs> as, if we,
0: as if we haven't just spent the last, oh man, yeah, three hours, dicking yeah. around, yeah. setting this up. It's real hard to come up with shit to talk about when we've already
1: been talking about shit for uh yeah. <laughs> Shit, that's interesting. I'm basically, tired of each other's company at this point in time. Yeah, no, fresh back from the theater. The yeah. theater. So this week, the movie we...
0: theater. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to clear that up. So this week we watched uh, Oceans Eight, the new Oceans Eight film starring oh, so we're going numerically
1: not chronologically
0: <laughs> the, the new ocean the new oceans film starring oh man this is not a good start just name like any Sandra a- Bullock. female celebrity yeah, exactly. and they'll probably be in it Sandra Bullock Kate Blanchett and in preparation for it we watched the OG oceans 8 oceans 11 <laughs> yep. two thousand one.
1: we watched the new oceans and the old oceans
0: yeah Fuck twelve and thirteen. We yeah. watch oceans eleven.
1: Yeah. And oceans. We're eight. not considering those cannons. Jesus. The
0: only two. Oh man, we have got to start this intro again. Yeah. No, no, no.
1: It's permanent, etched in stone. <laughs> so Moses the- walked down. He's like these fuckwits talking about eight and eleven.
0: <laughs> so we anyway. would. W- <laughs> so, we were talking during the week about that Song Exploder podcast. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I thought was interesting, worth yep. bringing up. Um, Stop cross-marooning, man. <laughs> <laughs> only listen to Beef Station. We'll get him on one day and then you can start listening to Song Exploder. But in the meantime, we'll have to catch you up to date for all of you out there who only listen to Beef Station. Secretly, we're this actually
1: is- sizzling how we went on Song Exploder and deconstruct an episode of the sizzling. podcast.
0: Sizzling. <laughs> nice branding, nice. boy. Oh, yeah. Um, Oscar
1: high-fiving himself.
0: <laughs> it's Theatre of the Mind. It's. I'm, I'd like to imagine myself as the next Austin Wells. Um, so she'll be running away from your radio for a different reason <laughs> uh, So Soy Exploiter was this thing. Um, it's it's a podcast where they sort of get twenty minutes to half an hour and they talk with some big musician and they focus on one song and they split it up into the stems and everything and they explain the creative process behind coming up with the song. And yep. I thought this was interesting enough to bring up at the start of our little plot because yeah, yeah. it's kind of about creativity. That's super interesting. And um, John Hopkins of Ambient white noise fame. I don't really. He just makes. I think
1: creative it, I, fuzz. I think he belongs in the genre of intelligent dance music. Fuck you. But I Fuck genuinely you. IDM. But you can never fucking say that genre. So, so you listen,
0: it sounds like he was joking, but he gave you the most serious. No, it's, I think
1: it's called IDM. Uh, I, I hate it as much as you. It's um, intelligentsia dance music.
0: See, <laughs> so he was talking about creating this song and his kind of creative process to sort of sit there at his keyboard and come up with all these little ideas and all these little sort of scraps of melodies and things and throw them all together. And then he'll sort of remix them and alter them and put all these effects on them and sort of almost destroy the little demo that he's created and morph it into something else. And he said that that destructive creative process...
1: is Crucial to his kind of Crucial like, to yeah, his thing, yeah. His creating um, yeah, it was really interesting the way he says he often... Like what he starts off with... Basically, is never the thing that ends up being Mm. the finished product. And yeah, if you uh, if you end up checking out the the episode of Song Exploder that he he last did, it's really fucking interesting to hear what he starts off with, being this like little melody that's just a couple of synth notes and yeah, they're quite quite high, kind of in the treble zone. And then that (laughs) becomes like what he does is he just drops it like eight octaves. And that becomes the kind of like rumbling
0: baseline for the song because yeah. he
1: just like fucked this thing up. It was really interesting. So, really interesting to hear.
0: Yeah. And so it rem- reminded me when we were talking about that a couple of days ago about the, because um, he was talking about that destructive process. This, Luminous this, Beings dist- is the song name. That yeah. Okay, about, yeah, right, yeah. Sorry. Um, that destructive part of his creative process. And it kind of reminded me of, I was watching some doco. It might've been that Dave Grohl Sound City documentary oh, yeah. about this like old music recording desk that was all done with tape. And he was saying that the cool part about recording with tape is the same thing, because you have to sort of record onto the magnetic tape. And then if you want to cut stuff together, you have to physically slice the tape with a scalpel yeah. and paste it together. So and you can never listen to the same
1: tape again yeah, in its original and, form, yeah. And so
0: if that's your take, is this physical thing that you then have to destroy and alter and sort of commit to. Mm. And um, he was saying that really captures, captures the sort of creative energy of the track, is by sort of forcing yourself to sort of record it down to that one thing and cut it away and you're not, you're not free to sort of tool in Pro Tools or whatever for hours mm. and hours to sort of make this song perfect. You sort of get this nice little creative spark and there it is. I think um, it's
1: sort of... It's it's a bit of the death of a perfectionist, isn't it? Like, you can't... Yeah. You only have that one fucking thing. And once you do that... I mean, you can do it as many times as you want. But yeah. if you want to work with a piece, that's what you have to work with. You can't get it right again. It's rock know? and roll, man. Yeah. And I
0: think that... um, Yeah. I, I think it really... It, it, it shows that like in movies and music and everything, it's important often to capture sort of a mood or capture a feeling more than it is to have this perfectly polished little gem. And I think that ties quite nicely in with both the films we're looking at today, the Ocean's Eleven films, mm. is these um, fun little gem, little feeling kind of movies that aren't necessarily perfect. But <laughs> I mean, Ocean's Eleven, for starters, is so much fun to watch. Yeah. I was. It really yeah. Really captures this magic. I think that's one of my favorite things about it is the the wild ride it takes you on as you go along.
1: Yeah, it was interesting because like I feel like um, heist films as a genre have sort of died off a little bit in the yeah. past ten years or so. So you it had... feels like there was a golden zone of um, of kind of heist movies, and and now yeah, I don't know, well, it just doesn't feel like we get many we, anymore. We had this had is the couple... first one I remember
0: in ages. We've well, had, had a couple recently. There was that twenty one Jesse Eisenberg. Black and oh, that was then he was also in Now You See Me and Now You See Me Two, which were like heist was, with the magicians. Yep,
1: that's true. Twenty One was a fucking long time ago. Two thousand eight. That was ten years ago, <laughs> man. <but>, yeah, but <laughs> the,
0: the magic world. We haven't had any Jesse non Jesse Eisenberg themed heist movies in a while. Not I that. Think. Not that I remember. <laughs> Certainly not. Yeah. Come on, Hollywood! Give us a heist film without fucking Mark Zuck in it. <laughs> um <laughs> I think, I think you're right. There was sort of in the the early noughties there, we had all these, Mm. all I can name is Oceans 11, 12, and 13, all these heist movies that came out. And, I think it was great. If, of course, you've all seen it, that that if you haven't, go see it. It's so much fun. It's Ocean's George, Eleven. Ocean's yeah, Eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Clooney, Brad Pitt, and co. team up to rob a casino. I
1: feel like it's difficult to have not seen that film.
0: Our mutual buddy Callum just saw it for the first time like last week. That's really interesting because, like, I,
1: I I do wonder with these kind of films because this was out in two thousand one, so mm. obviously a, f- a fucking long time ago now. I wonder what it would be like for someone to see this not in its era, but, like, much later and see if it's kind of aged well.
0: Because you know? I've seen, the fil- for the record, it's one of my favourite films. I've seen it s- loads of times. Oh, really? Okay. Loads of I times. I've probably only
1: watched it these two times, I think. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um,
0: no, I've seen it a whole bunch. And um, right. I think that going... But I haven't... Recently, I haven't seen it very much. And I feel like going back, it kind of... Did you think it... It sort of feels a little cheesy now oh, going yeah. back and watching it. It doesn't feel like oh, fuck, it's aged yeah. very well. No, um, it has not. It but has it's not aged It's somehow very well. still charming. So, like, George yeah. Clooney, first shot, George Clooney comes straight on the
1: screen. Fuck, he looks shit with a
0: goatee. Oh, no, nah, he looks, he looks amazing real bad no with a
1: goatee, what. man. Now, nah, <laughs> Like, why is a goatee his prison look? That's what I want to
0: fucking do. Well, I don't know if you've seen your goatee, champ, but you'd fit uh, my, You'd fit right yeah, in. Yeah, my
1: goatee that stretches
0: from my temple to my temple. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, he has a fucking... It's a full goatee that he's, like, m- maintained in prison. Yeah. Very fucking strange. Very strange. That's what they're smuggling the all the razor blades okay, in for. okay, so court. he gets out of prison, because, like, I don't know... Uh, nice. I don't know if he's meant to, like look haggard or whatever like he's just spent fucking five years or however long it was in. looks in... like a
0: million dollars yeah, he's oh. very well
1: manicured and immediately shaves it off as soon as he gets home that's why he's, he's got the goatee for the so he can look but amazing why wouldn't they give him just like normal stubble it, just, it was just a fucking I genuinely <laughs> noticed that he had a goatee and I was like he doesn't rock a goatee very often do you think and we're... then he fucking shaved
0: it straight off and I was like right well why did he have the goatee then <laughs> do you think it was one of those things that George came on set on day one with his goatee all done he goes like, guys guys I got my prison goatee all sorted yeah. that's my car- That's my little contribution to my costume But no one wanted to be like hey George you gotta shave the fucking goatee yeah, man it looks fucking ridiculous <laughs> this is dude. ER's George Clooney you gotta be <laughs> <laughs>
2: you
0: gotta be cool with this guy what a callback yeah man I got a real I don't know if it's intentional or not but I got a real... Have you seen the Blues Brothers?
1: Yes, but not well. Oh, you get a
0: real Blues Brothers vibe from this. Like, because one of the Elwood Blues... Jake Blues gets out of prison right at the beginning of that, and it's like the same shot. He goes and picks up his stuff, and he puts on his suit. Um,
1: That's one thing that I noticed there were a lot of in in Ocean's Eleven, rewatching is there's a lot of, like classic fucking shots. Like, one of the ways that it establishes the heist thing is that he's, like, it there's a shot of someone reading a newspaper over the shoulder, and it lingers on the newspaper for, like, a ridiculously long amount of time, because rather than flashing up text on the screen, they're giving you that in the form of the movie, it but it just holds it on it for, like,
0: a minute. It it's a really fucking long they shot. They have a newspaper. Oh, yeah. So, so, <laughs> I enjoyed the big shot of
1: Trump Plaza, which obviously is <laughs> very fucking different
0: connotations now <laughs> uh, something i was thinking about it being kind of dated is that the, the whole film kind of feels a little cliche in yeah, like the um, brad pitt and george clooney having their witty banter between each other like when they um when george first like pitches doing the the heist to brad brad goes like oh did you practice that yeah a little bit was it too much too yeah much? yeah f- yeah yeah. And they're all so snappy. Yeah. But I feel like it's cliche because of this film or because this film is so iconic and it's been around yeah. for like 15 years. So yeah, you go back and you're watching all these tropes that, I don't know if this is true, but it feels like this this film has kind of created our love for the George Clooney, Brad Pitt combo. Oh, they've got a great chemistry oh, and, and you go green. back yeah, and really watch good. it and the chemistry is so good yeah, and so good. sort of well-known that it almost feels a bit cheesy watching it I think so
1: and it was really interesting because I did some some research on this film and um, (laughs) actually it's I didn't know it's a remake did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't actually. It's a remake of a Frank Sinatra film by the same name. Um, And apparently, it starred this. Well, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because I found out about it last night when I was watching Ocean's Eleven.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was a. a... Hopefully, after you finished watching Ocean's Eleven, having given it your full attention. Yeah, no,
1: I definitely did. Um, But it came out a really long time ago. I can't remember what year. I'm going to look that up in a sec. But it was uh, starring this this group um, of Frank Sinatra and a bunch of other well known actors around the time. So it must have been like. Like the fifties? What? Yeah, I don't know who the fuck knows. But they were called the Rat Pack. And oh, it was like a famous, yeah, so it was a Rat Pack film, and um, and yeah, I didn't know. And it's it was like a bunch of um guys who get out of the army after World War Two, and I don't know. They, I guess they're bored.
0: meet up with George Clooney and try and rob a consumer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah,
1: no, I'm talking about the old one, mate. Um, oh. yeah, different. I've, different. Genre.
0: I've heard Frank Sinatra is famously difficult to work with. Like he would only do the first take. I got no more facts for you, but that's that's something I've heard. <laughs> 1960,
1: it came out. Oh yeah, no, I just thought it was interesting because you know, like if you're if you're going to look at this film as a bit of a, a definer of cliches, mm. it itself is not original. Right, so well, I wonder how many of those cliches it lifted from other films. Because really, I mean, so 2001, I was seven. So really, we were probably not particularly critical of the films that we were watching you know like i mean we... i definitely
0: didn't watch this when i was seven i don't know no, no i idea i feel like i, I saw it. it on the school buses and shit
1: i guess my, my point is i wonder how much we were just sort of unaware of the cliches that existed yeah. like if our parents were watching this film would yeah. they have thought like no nah, this doesn't invent much does it you know or would they have or, or did it really and it was just the fact that it was named after another heist movie of the same name but I wonder how much ground it actually shared. It's, it's with so that
0: old film. that I imagine that there can't have been that many people that were. Well, yeah. Because that's like 40 yeah, years old. Exactly. At that point. It can't share that much, there really. There wouldn't have been that many people that are like, oh, here's <laughs> Ocean's Eleven remake I've been waiting yeah. for. Yeah.
1: And even the characters are quite different. Like, apparently in the old one, yeah, they were all members of, like, the World War II Airborne. And yeah. So, like. The character backing. I guess you don't actually get much character backing in the new one yeah. in Ocean's Eleven.
0: Well, I think that's one of the best things about it. T- talking more directly about the film now, is that it really just launches you straight into the action. There's not much setup mm. at all, and I think most of the the tension in this film comes through the edit. Yeah. Of Ocean's Eleven. Oh, definitely. Because um, yeah. you don't.
1: I mean, I think I don't know the the majority of or at least a decent portion of the film is focused on executing on the the heist. heist, yeah exactly and
0: i think that that was one of the flaws of oceans 8 which we can discuss a bit later yeah definitely the pacing was terrible heist film is a problem inherently because you're going to watch someone and it's it's got to sort of almost be a puzzle that you watch unfold but you can't have too much of it be a mystery as an audience otherwise you're just like what the fuck is going on well also you're
1: going in there knowing that they probably they're gonna pull s- it off. Yeah, exactly. We keep having this issue with movies of, like, a predetermined <laughs> well, ending.
0: I think this one's great, because somehow they have it both ways. Because the way it's filmed, it sort of makes you feel like you're one of the gang, and you're sort of in on the heist, and in on the secrets, and they're mm. showing you all this sort of cloak and dagger stuff of them planning it. But then at the same time, it's, we're watching it real time as the heist unfolds, so it cuts yeah, between... while they're planning, and while so it's it, being yeah. Executed, so it cuts yeah. between flashbacks of, like, okay, we'll do this, and then it shows you them, you know, doing Doing it. it. And it's great because it sort of somehow gets you behind the scenes to keep you just engaged enough to be in on the action. But then when something unexpected happens, it's like a twist. You're like, Oh man, where did well, that come from? I think it's actually so you, really get, clever. you get oh, all sorry. the surprise from the twists as well, which I think is clever because you can't, as if, if, if you film this all chronologically, it would be like George Clooney sitting there for half an hour in a meeting room explaining exactly how they're going to pull Or just, it all like off. thinking to himself? <laughs> just, like, just like what? What if we? Nah, that wouldn't work. would <laughs> be like George Clooney in prison, shaving up his goatee, being like, "Yeah, then we'll have to get the <laughs> replica of the Balboa." Vo- oh! Eight, pe- no, nine,
1: pe- <laughs> no, ten, pe- <laughs> and then we'll get Danny. Fuck, that's ten. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> The name's eleven. We need one more guy. We're gonna figure out something else for some dude to do.
0: Well that's the thing. I don't think there was much filler in this film in terms of the cast, because like you have like eleven guys, you're like, alright, who's doing all the heavy lifting here?
1: Yeah, really. Yeah. I
0: think they all did a pretty they d- good yeah, job. Yeah,
1: d- no, they did, really. Yeah.
0: You've got Frank, who I think was the um bloke with the big glasses. No, Frank was the the, the, the black eyed yeah, dealer. Saul, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and you had the Mormon twins, Casey Affleck, pre yeah. <laughs> scandal. Oh, I don't know. I'm actually yeah. not aware of that. Oh, that's... <laughs> okay. He's a dodgy it's
1: bloke. He's not a great guy. Um, the Mormon tweet. That's weird, I just wrote down that he was Ben Affleck's brother. It's <laughs> <was> like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's
2: the scandal, that's... man. It's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Keen to
1: find out <laughs> off mic. What ne-
0: nepotism <laughs> scandal of the century. Uh, Livingston was the electronics bloke.
1: Yeah, okay. So, fucking Don Cheatle, right? Cheatle. Whatever. <laughs> Uncredited in this film. Also.
0: Are there no black British dudes? The most insane accent in any film. How
1: did they think? I I just don't know how halfway through his
0: casting or... He's literally like, blimey, partner, we're going to be in some serious barbie. Exactly. It's like... (laughs) That was better.
1: I just don't think that Cockney rhyming slang actually exists. And it's not going to convince me otherwise to have a fucking American dude. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my fuck! That might be the worst thing about the entire
0: film. <laughs> and uh, so, so you've got um, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna list all of them because I went to the trouble of writing them down. But oh, I think my... sorry,
1: just one more thing about um, Don Cheadle Absolutely talking about. Not. I he, I was reading an interview and he was saying how like in the breaks, yeah. Just talking back to what you were saying about this is a real feel movie and like yeah. a, an interesting like fun kind of vibe. Mm. He was saying that like during the breaks and filming, they would all like fuck off and ride around on motorbikes that Clooney bought them all and shit <laughs> and so it actually cool. does kind of feel like one of those films where maybe they just had fun they're all it buddies at the same time yeah, yeah exactly. it's like a
0: good version of i heard um adam sandler does that with his movies like yeah they're right. all filmed in some amazing location like yeah. they're like grown-ups so too in fucking <laughs> barbados <laughs> yeah because it's just adam sandler and his buddies and little to no script on holidays yeah. somewhere and they all just hang out like, yeah, you, yeah. you got what you need, you got all the shots. cool, we're going home. Yeah, okay, we're um, going to fuck <laughs> up to a bar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you got Yen, the Chinese acrobat guy, Saul is the old yeah, guy that Yen, is kind of the...
1: Chinese man, named after the Japanese currency.
0: Very strange decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've got Saul, the old guy, who's kind of like the con man actor. you got Matt Damon, who looked so young.
1: Yeah, he does, he does um, look like a but kid. But
0: somehow almost this, also the same. Yeah, he it hasn't changed much. Although yeah.
1: if you see him in Interstellar, he, he does look a little... Older, <laughs> a little <tighter>. level,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um George Clooney, Brad Pitt, and then Ruben, who's the old casino oh, guy yeah, who financed yeah, the right. whole yep, thing. Yep. And my point the, is, you've got the mega Jew. You've got a cast of eleven in a film that's like two hours long, so mm. it's pretty. It's it's kind of tight. And they all pull their weight and they're all essential. And you're like, oh man, it's nothing more satisfying than watching two hours of organization pay off is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I think like, I think, um, well, it's interesting because it's interesting <laughs> you say watching organization pay off, but it's funny. I really think that mixing that planning and execution step mm. is actually genius because it means that you don't have to watch yeah. two hours of organization. Exactly. Like, and it's
0: really exciting. It is, you, yeah. you know, maybe they're going to succeed, but you have no idea how. Yeah. I thought something that was really cool about this was you know how in a lot of eighties sort of horror films or not eighties, sorry. Oh that's the opposite of what I meant. In like <laughs> new horror movies like that um the Joss Whedon House in the Woods Cabin movie that came Woods, out yeah. Cabin in the Woods, yeah, yeah. Um it it was, so that was, like, said in the modern day. And so there had to be this scene where they're sort of, you know, in the car, driving out to the middle of nowhere. And they're like, oh, is anyone else getting reception? My phone's not working at all. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, so, so 2000... And, and it all feels a bit naff. Like, oh, does that... Uh, is, that a, is that a problem Is that, that a problem? Happens? Would that ever yeah. happen? You just yeah. need an excuse to get rid of the phones. Or yeah. there has to be some sort of weird alien... <laughs> EMP, distortion of the uh, phones don't work type thing. (laughs) So this is 2001. And there was a lot of problems in this film throughout the heist where the whole thing would have been solved if someone just had a smartphone. When is it going to be glamorous to set a movie in the early noughties? You know? Because no would solve so many problems. Like, if you could just have horror movies set in, like, 2001 without their having to... I don't really know how you would do that, other than, like, you wouldn't know until someone, like, flips out their Motorola and someone's like, can you Google that? And they're like, what do you mean? Yeah, they're like, of course
1: <laughs> I can't. This is a phone. It makes yeah. phone calls. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Other uh, other memorable events that happened during 2001. Stanley Kubrick's A Space Odyssey was released.
0: <laughs> I thought we were going to have our second consecutive nine eleven 11 joke uh, in the podcast. Human Geno was sequenced. They'd <laughs> um, I mean, be like, man, do you want to go... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do
0: you want to go look at the twin <laughs> towers want to go look for a at while? The twin towers. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: no. Oh. Something, something interesting tangent that I found while I was doing my research on uh, the year two thousand one um, is that a an art piece a called
0: Research on the Year 2001 Yeah, I wanted
1: to know what other shit happened in that year and. Art movement called As Slow As Possible was started, which is a piece to be played on organ uh, that's slated to finish sometime oh! in 2600.
0: And it's being played on some organ in Germany somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I've heard of this. Yeah, so get this
1: right. Okay, fine. I buy the premise. Mm-hmm. But the piece started with a 17-month <laughs> rest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No it didn't <laughs> It started 17 months later Fuck off But they have to have Shift workers I imagine it's computer Programmed But I would love it If they had shift workers <laughs> I don't Sat know. on the organ It started in counting. 2001
1: It probably wasn't
0: Computer programmed <laughs> Like <laughs> Programming a fucking iMac How are we going to Program 17 months of rest I don't know Just sit there know. and We'll figure it I out later
1: Buy a really expensive Stockwatch
0: <laughs> Well I heard um, I'm going to be making Most of this up I suppose Welcome back um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I, I heard. All. i heard that like what it's in some small town that, like no one really visits and there was this huge big tourist thing when um <laughs> they were going to change it was going to change notes or change chords oh, all right yeah because i was going to say it's
2: not a
1: huge tourist thing during the 17 yeah, month lead like, up the just organ fucking <laughs> look at an organ right, yeah.
0: the organ was going to change s- movements in mm. the piece or something mm. and so it was a big thing like oh, oh I no because exactly... they've got
1: to change the stops Right,
0: I think it was literally like something's gonna happen in the music. (laughs) Come and (laughs) and, and watch something actually happen. (laughs)
1: Come watch one note change to a different note. (laughs) Fuck, do you reckon they're just? Do you think they like
0: play? (laughs) Do
1: you think they play like one note that lasts for like a normal second or so, or do you reckon they hold down (laughs) 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 notes for like four months and just like no one lives there because (laughs) if you had to live there, it'd just be like. (laughs) 24-7
0: <laughs> 20, twice, 24-7 That's it started months. with 17 months of rest so all the residents could yeah, get triple glazed Yeah, that's how long <laughs> it took everyone to sell their fucking house <laughs> So I think one of the... So, so you sort of learn about what's happening as you watch it unfold, which makes it really exciting, and it keeps you on the edge of your seat all the time. It's very engaging. And it's, it's a lot like John Wick that we spoke about the yeah, other week. Yeah, yeah, In that it really sort of just launches you straight in and gives you as little setup as you need. Mm. And you get all these little snippets as they're recruiting the people, and that's really fun.
1: I felt it also had that really interesting tone that John Wick had of, like, this underlying criminal world that you don't really know much about. Yeah. And I think that's done in also a similar way, because, like... The way that characters are introduced in John Wick is basically by name. yeah. And then you you can see the recognition in people's eyes when they hear a name and they're yeah. like, oh, fuck, I know who that is. It's a similar sort of thing in Ocean's Eleven where they don't really spend much time talking about who the characters actually or like establishing who the characters are. Yeah, they just they, say, oh, we need Saul, we this guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Saul is obviously mm. the guy that you go to about that. Yeah, yeah, I felt it was very similar. Yeah. No, that was
0: really cool. And um, also
1: it just kind of works. Like yeah. it works really well to quickly establish the thing. It's I think it works much more effectively than kind of proving on screen that someone is credible or what they're being pulled in to do. Like you don't really need that. Like what we'll trust you. Don't. Yeah,
0: <laughs> tell, don't show. Don't show us every just tell me who's the guy to go to. I don't want to know. Yeah, it's interesting because oh, it assholes. does sound contrary. The week, but our, the other week our our, our revelation was well, the, just a show it's, don't tell. The, it was, it's all about. I think it's all about the journey and not the destination. <laughs> but, right, and this so week, we episode fucking... Episode
1: four, is this a show, don't tell episode or a tell, <laughs> don't show episode? we are got to figure it out. <laughs> even in odd numbers, people. Uh, no, I think, it's, I think it almost goes... Because, like, obviously, when you say show, don't tell, you're saying don't, like, spend lengthy time fucking telling us yeah. why in direct exposition. But this actually goes, like, even shorter than show and just skips even having to do that. It's just mm. like, no, fucking trust me, this guy's a master hacker, whatever. And it doesn't even try to bother making sure that you know he's a master hacker. So.
0: Do you think it's interesting that as a... I don't as a think it's interesting. No, oh, oh, never mind then. Thanks for listening to another <laughs> yeah. episode of Beef Station. See you later. Um, do you think it's interesting um, that as a heist film, because you sort of, they sort of have to be explaining what they're going to do as they go. So yeah. the whole film is two hours of exposition, right? Kind of? Or am I not... I think I, I love think it. I think I it's love
1: half it. exposition but half keeping you cuz one thing that I think these films have to ride a really thin line on is like whether or not they how much they they unreliably narrate the film to yeah. you, right? Cuz
0: there's literally a scene where Saul they're at the Greyhound track and Saul says to Brad Pitt like, "Oh, so tell me what's the What's the scam? Yeah, he asks and to expose them. Brad Pitt like thing. explains it and then it like cuts the dialogue and you see him like his lips moving and you like,
1: oh, yeah,
2: what's he yeah. what's oh. he saying?" Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and there's like, also oh, shit like lips. and oh.
1: this ha- <laughs> Saul's lips, man.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, I think it, it is interesting and I think that the that Ocean's 8 does this same thing but like a little bit more poorly actually. Uh, uh, but where like you find out later it's like oh actually we didn't tell you the whole truth <laughs> and then you yeah. get like this montage of how they you they actually did some shit that you didn't see on camera yeah. and I think it writes a really fine line between giving you enough to keep you interested that whole time but not making you feel like they tricked you yeah, by like not exactly. showing you shit and then being like hey fucking idiots we yeah, didn't exactly. do the thing we said well, that happens a so, lot of
0: I used to read a lot of Agatha Christie shit when I was a kid and yeah. that would happen a lot of the time where like everyone would be like what the hell is going on and Poirot would come out and be like oh you idiots did you not see the Gun on the lawn? Yeah. Like that. On the gun, it means you're like, oh well, oh what?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's a it's a little bit Chekhov's gun where it's like that? if you The Chekhov's gun is, if a gun goes off, or if a gun is shown in the first act of a play, it has to go off in the third. Oh, no, I have heard of that. Yeah, Yeah, right. right, So it's like, don't show me shit if it's not relevant. And obviously, like, things like red herrings in crime novels play with that convention of, like, showing you stuff and it's like, ah, well, which one is it? But in a good crime fiction or heist movie or anything that relies on establishment and then payoff... You you can go back and watch it? Yeah, and you should feel like, oh, I could have thought of that. Because if the resulting feeling is... Oh, there's no fucking way I ever would have figured that out. Yeah. It's, it hasn't done it very well, yeah. right? Or if it's, it, yeah, I think the intention of these films is to try and be like, ah, oh, but look, you know, we showed it to you. Yeah, you exactly. could have figured it out. That's yeah. how this guy figured it out. And yeah, I just think sometimes it's in in really poor examples of this. It's just that they're pulling shit out of their asses mm. two and a half hours into the film. Yeah, two, yeah, whatever. Um, four and a half hours <laughs> into the film 18
0: hours into this film we've already gone home and they're still explaining <laughs> the ending
2: yeah well
1: you have to spend a lot more time explaining Ocean's it to me than that
0: <laughs> Steven Soderbergh
1: how did you get my home number I get it <laughs> he won't stop calling me I said Solaris wasn't that good but he just won't fuck off <laughs> So okay, actually on that note, Steven Solaris has just a really interesting director. What yeah, the fuck history. is Steven Solaris? Steven Soderbergh, fuck, sorry. <laughs> oh my
0: god. Steven Solaris.
1: <laughs> Call me by my name.
0: <laughs> um is Soderbergh... it that
2: guy?
1: No, I don't know. I actually don't understand the reference what my mouth just made. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely like I talked and no, didn't get it. I don't know. Um, That's another movie. We're talking about movies. You get it? So yeah, Soderbergh Soderberg also directed Magic Mike. Weird shit, man. He directed a documentary of Yes 9021 live. Not 90215, 9021 live. What the fuck's
0: 90215?
1: 90215 is a Yes album. So he directed a documentary following Yes Round on the tour of Oh, the album. band, right. I the thought band. you
0: were like yes <laughs> who were like you heard me do you reckon that <laughs> happened a lot during their career i think that like, might be half the point of them naming themselves what's the name i should write on the contract yes <laughs> it's like <we're, laughs> oh it's like there's that band garbage i remember when we were, we were in high school yeah, we're like, oh, wouldn't it be funny to call that band or oh, i don't know some shit <laughs> so when they uh, ask what uh, you're listening to you're like oh i don't know some shit yeah what do you yeah. say too yes
1: yes <laughs> Yeah, so he's just, uh, he also obviously directed the the other Oceans movies with the exception of eight, so they changed director for this one, mm-hmm. um, for no reason, I think, uh, certainly not.
0: No, no, I, th- I think Steven <laughs> Soderbergh read the script. <laughs>
1: yeah, <Okay>. fucking maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah but it was just I don't know it was a weird it didn't feel like he 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 wasn't like fucking Danny Boyle like he didn't have much experience directing this type of film Yeah. You know? so it was interesting that um, I guess maybe the credit should go to the editor then because like well, you're right I, was, I think so much of this that's film what comes I was saying from. Yeah.
0: like it's its not it's not a good film without the edit because it, it's because it's, it because it flashes <laughs> forward it's and not back. a good film <laughs> without the edit there'd be 18 hours you'd have people yelling cut <laughs> and all this shit <laughs> This camera's rolling for a hundred days. <laughs> Half an hour of Brad Pitt standing by the catering table eating his chili con carne. <laughs> Incidentally, oh my god, um, <laughs> did you notice in this film that Brad Pitt is eating in like every single scene? He's eating in a lot. He's eating in almost every single thing. I remember him scene. eating the burger when he's <laughs> yeah, picking yeah, him yeah. up from the jail. and he has like a lollipop. And, and then when they're when they're watching the the guy who owns the casino um, get out of his limousine, Justin and... Trudeau. Yeah. What? Justin Trudeau, <laughs> definitely not. Um, You'll I see the guy who owns that? Mark Strong get out of the get out of the limousine and walk into the casino. And Matt Damon's like, "Oh yeah, this is when he arrives." He's eating fucking like rice pudding or something. Like, yeah, right. Apparently, they just didn't have much time to eat between takes, so and so he was Brad just, doing Pitt it. just decided my character's gonna eat. That's funny. Yes. He's eating in like every single scene. You know what? Not though, everyone, but honestly, almost like, everyone. The and way it's... that oh, it works really <laughs> it's well. So I think funny. Making man. those
1: kind of decisions is, is real like. That's part of. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm talking about here. So just like bear with me. But I do. feel Whoa, like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I do feel like you know. I, I don't. I'm not sure if I've ever watched a bad performance by Brad Pitt. Like, I would have, oh, to, oh, I'd have so to go good. into the tank. I think he's great. He's
0: so naturally funny And he just in does shit. He, does. he
1: looks very natural on screen. And I think part of the reason for that is that he actually doesn't necessarily stop being who he is off-screen, on-screen, as yeah. much as maybe some people do. Where it feels like he doesn't leave as much of himself off the camera when he brings it on. So shit, like, him just standing there, like, fucking having a cigarette yeah. or, like, smoking or whatever. Um, and drinking like i don't know if you notice or not a ridiculous amount of whiskey <laughs> he's got like a tumbler like, tumble that's just form. mostly full of whiskey and then it refills when he <laughs> finishes it in the like this film should actually have just been Brad Pitt fucking blacked out for most of it
0: fucking obese by the end yeah of just
1: like and throwing
0: up in a toilet for like the entirety of the height <laughs> brad Pitt develops just, an eating disorder yeah it's like uh, guys it's gotta be oceans 10 brad's uh, <laughs> brad's really outdone himself ocean's 11 and a half he's gone up a few pants sizes <laughs> um two takes the first the first laugh he gets he doesn't even say anything it's like when the people walk in that he's trying to teach to play poker Oh, yeah, and he just says, like, one and thing. he just, like, looks at him, and he's like... Yeah, he says
1: one word, it was a name, I <laughs> yeah, think, in that segment. Yeah, it was very good. A lot of, like, really good non-verbal, yeah. non-verbal acting, yeah. Very good. Brad Pitt's a good actor, I guess, is... Um... <laughs> I think one thing that was really interesting... Watch this fucking segue. One thing that was really interesting about this film uh, is yeah. that at the end, I actually thought that it did something quite um, innovative, which is that it's playing... Uh, I mean it's probably not inhibited now, but it it's playing uh De Bercy's Claire de Lune over the end montage where they're all sort of figuring out what they're doing.
0: I remember when we were watching it, we thought it was weird. That it was weird music to go with. Yeah, sort of yeah, well, it's very bit, kind very
2: of is jarring that that a little bit right? Yeah, so, sort of,
0: you expected this triumphant, like, bow, bow, ne-da, bow, bow, ne-da, bow. Yeah. of wrote that. That's a little station <laughs> of That's our intro. of a little of just this calming... Calming little classical music yeah it,
1: really? and it, it is very uh there's a big disconnect behind the tone of the music that's playing which is a very uh sort of calming classical piece and them being triumphant in their kind of like victory or whatever but claire de lune that beautiful piece of music is also used in a film called pleasantville directed by gary ross who also directs oceans eight Huh? huh? Yeah, and linking it back further into oh, this is linking it back further into beef station history. <laughs> Gary Ross also worked on Ted Kennedy's presidential campaign.
0: Boom! Yeah, is that right. True? Yeah, fucking caper callback. Yeah. Oh! interesting. Yeah. I Chapel that was really Fiddlesticks, cool. that was an impressive little segue, boy. Yep. that's good. So we can I mean, start talking about segued, Ocean's 8 now. You segued back to a film we talked about two weeks ago. What I was doing was I, I was
1: running get... forward from Ocean's Eleven to Ocean's Eight, and then I looked over my shoulder at Chapaquiddick.
0: Blow a little kiss at Ted Kennedy. But
1: I'm still running forward. Ted right. Kennedy's lift. It sounds like you're going to
0: trip over a copper's log, man. No, you're going no, you no, to the face the front. Oh,
1: just another question that I have right before we start talking about it today: yeah. A lift door's hard to open when the lift is not working because no movie will tell me right (laughs) in some movies this i
0: don't remember is this a
1: yeah they're they're in there when uh clooney helps um matt damon out of the elevator shaft and then they're actually getting to the vault they have to like open elevator doors and in this film i expected it to when i was watching this because i didn't remember what actually happened i expected them to struggle to pull open (gasps) the lifters yeah like they do in every other film yeah right but then they just kind of slide them open right
0: what is real? Well, I think in, in terms of all the implausible things in this film, I didn't really have a problem with that. I thought the most implausible part of the film was that George Clooney only gets another three to six months for violating his parole.
1: That was actually ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, that no. was insane. Seriously, stupid. Like... But seriously, a lift door's hard to open. <laughs> I, no... I really need to know the answer to this question <laughs> I mean, because I what I can't was... do is go and try and open lift doors.
0: <laughs> a lot of the music in this film was kind of weird. Eleven or eight? And an eleven. A lot yep. of the music in this world, Like there were no big bands or like actual famous songs in the film. It was all like What's sort of that boy Slim in this Score? Oh, maybe I don't. know. Maybe it was. I think because it was... I was <laughs> like when they're driving off in the car at the end of the film after Brad Pitt and um I don't fucking know if I Tess. It. Pick him up from prison. Yeah,
1: the Fat Boy Slim remix of Elvis Presley. That's I'm pretty sure that's Oh that was man, that
0: song. other than that, that was Did I touch on a point you had to bring up? That's the most horrible thing that's ever been done to Elvis since this peanut butter <laughs> you thing. You just wanted to slam Fatboy Slim. Jesus Christ, I hate that. Oh man. I hate really? that song so much.
1: Oh, I think a lot of people like
0: that. <laughs> it all just sounds like an off-brand Moby. Like, all the score in this film... Mo- it might be Moby. <laughs> no, I, Moby specifically, was, I looked specifically looked it <laughs> looked at Moby.
1: I don't know if this is the case, but, like, for instance, that Elvis Presley remix, the, what they do is they, they loop the instrumental, but they take out the vocals. And I think what that does is that makes it much more appropriate to use as a film score bit rather than just being, like, this wacky mu- music video kind of, like, segment I'll- of the film. You know how sometimes films do that now and it's fucking weird when they, like, include the vocals and it's, like, the the characters that you've been watching like kind of dancing around on screen and shit. And it's very bizarre because it doesn't feel like something that would actually happen in the film. Baby
0: Driver literally does that for two hours. I mean, yeah, the Baby,
1: Baby Driver did it on purpose. But like in, in another film... Everywhere else right, it happens
0: They're like, whoa, 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 Stop dancing. Why is why are the camera still right Oh, Hold yeah, on. Right.
1: <laughs> cut, cut. I said cut, damn it. But then the editor leaves it in. <laughs> um, here's an example of a film where they did fuck up the editing. Much like... Everything else about the film. Oceans Eight. All of
0: Oceans Eight. Oh my god. So watching Oceans Eleven, I was like, Man, this has all this excitement and action, but it really does feel kinda cheesy. Yeah. And I'd be interested to see how they're gonna capture in Oceans Eight this excitement And this sort of charm and the comedy, the kind of comedy they have in Ocean's Eleven, but then not have it be cheesy. Because I thought, like, watching Ocean's Eleven, because I watched it before I watched Ocean's Eight, um, I thought, well, if they make this exact movie again, I would enjoy it, but it would feel cheesy. Ocean's Eleven gets a pass because it's like almost 20 years old. And it's very dated. Yeah. Um, Going into Ocean's Eight, not a concern at all. I would have expected, I, I would have liked coming out of Ocean's Eight, just at least a possible attempt at writing a script, or just any excitement delivered in the form of a good edit at all. The pacing of this Holy film was shit. so
1: bad. I, I I rarely think this about a film, but I genuinely found myself a lot of the time in this film thinking, "I'm really bored." So, Oceans
0: Eight. The so it's Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett. And a whole host of other... Fucking um,
1: Rihanna. Yeah. And a lot of other famous actresses. A lot actresses. of big names. I mean,
0: I think Sandra Bullock's And Anne it. Hathaway. Yeah, Sandra yep. Bullock and Anne Hathaway are good in it. Helena Bonham Carter's alright in it. A-, a lot of great... Well, yeah, I thought she was real shit. Yeah? Well, there's lots of... Why lots... make
1: her Irish? She didn't need to oh, be lots Irish. lots of weird accents. Why
0: make her... I don't think Kate Blanchett's accents are ever convincing. No,
1: they're not. They're not. She should just do an ultra she... Australian accent for every movie pass she
0: ever does. Why does she get a pass I don't as know. being this amazing actor? I, I hear people say that Kate yeah, Blanchett what is, is Kate an amazing Blanchett actress. Yeah, what does Kate Blanchett do? I think, she's a,
1: I think she's been a really good stage actress, and I think she was given a lot of credit for earlier films that she did. But I, I agree with you, I've never seen anything that really made me think, wow, Kate Blanchett amazing
0: Cause, actress. Because she played the Russian villain in Indiana Jones Crystal Skull, that sequel, that came out a few years ago. I don't know what you're talking about. And she did a Russian she was in the Indiana Jones thing and she played a Russian and her Russian accent was awful.
1: Yeah, that um, whole movie was a train wreck. But yes, I do remember her distinctly being fucking
0: terrible. And so, and so in this, she's like do an American accent here's the thing if you've written the character
1: and they're fucking Russian
0: cast a Russian actor
1: what is wrong with the casting in fucking Hollywood like if you I know know it's just to sell the ticket because they need I mean, in the specific
0: case of like a Russian actor this is a bad example because the movie came out ages ago Mila Kunis speaks Russian I think yeah Ukrainian yeah Yeah. um um Different thing. I don't know. I believe she is Ukrainian. But I think
1: she speaks Russian. I don't know. Whatever. No, she definitely speaks Russian. Okay. Anyway,
0: but in this thing, like, I'm sure they would have found... I'm sure they would have made up an American actress somewhere if they really Absolutely. wanted some... <laughs> I think if you're
1: ever like, is there no one that could have done, Like, fucking um, Don Cheadle in in Ocean's Eleven it's like were there no British people I in
0: 2001 guilty confession I actually don't mind Don Cheadle. In no Ocean's it's Eleven. fucking terrible man. <laughs> you're giving it a pass because it's an old film it's not
1: oh I man love it's it. so bad and <coughs> the thing is if you want to it's it's that they want their cake and, and, and to eat it too they want the character to be British but they also want to cast Don Cheadle. you can have one of those things or you can have the other one you can't have a British Don Cheadle, especially with an actress that's as famous as Kate I've always Blanchett. said that you Kate can't Blanchett, have a you can't Don cast Cheadle. Don Cheadle as Kate Blanchett is no, my point no it doesn't work no. he's got
0: a, so much foundation yeah, it's that's not right. the movie's budget doesn't and even support it they have it. completely different colored hair yeah no terrible decision and you can see the outline of his dick through <laughs> his eyes. <head. laughs>
1: No, yeah, I I just think pick one you can either have the character be a certain nationality or you can cast mm, a certain actor and if you want the first one you have to hire an (laughs) actor
0: who is that fucking nationality and it just seems to make no sense to get Kate Blanchett to be doing an accent like why can't she just be Australian and if
1: you're thinking of an example of someone that has acted a decent accent that they don't have right now Fuck you. Fuck you. We know there are examples, yeah. but in general, it's terrible and it's a fucking well, bad thing to do.
0: Actually, there are so many British actors no, I don't I agree. There are so many great British actors that do American accent and they do it great. Yeah. If they do it fine, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I don't so... mind an accent if it's great, but if you notice that it's fucked, then they could just change it. In Greece, for example, fucking Olivia Newton John just does a normal Australian accent. Yeah. But they feel the need to throw in like this, oh, this is Sandy, she just came over from Australia. Yeah. It's like what? These why did she have to like yeah. <laughs> Is anyone watching If we'd be like Whoa 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 Where does Australian come yeah. from This is America. Why is there an Australian In America true That's a, never happened let <laughs> her in so, yeah, um, No I don't mind it As long as the accent's alright But it was just weird and Yeah so like, yeah, uh, yeah exactly I don't know what I'm kind of, but like, Why you, is she Irish
1: I, I feel like it's It's worse to draw a line Saying like As long as it's fine It's fine Because like Most of the time It's not fine There's just no, like, it's Some not, subset
0: of examples they That it's okay be, They're actors They pretend to be people They're not yeah. If they do the pretending well It's fine It's just weird When they're they don't, and no one like gave them like you know ten minutes to be like, hey Kate, can you maybe just work on American <laughs> <Frank> fucking <laughs> can you go talk get like fucking that? Lessons? Or can something? you watch any American? Just sit there with Sandra and listen to her talk. Think, and just do what she. I think genuinely oh a better. God.
1: I think a better solution to this problem, genuinely, is to just cast Kate Blanchett anyway, and then write the character so she's Australian. It's a bizarre thing, and I don't know why it keeps happening in films. It's, it's really absolutely weird. fucking strange. Speaking of horrendously written characters, Rihanna's character. Fucking atrocious. She, was,
2: she is the she least convincing
1: wearing, like, Rastafarian <laughs>
0: actress in the I, fucking no, world. I think she is actually Dominican or something. She's actually right. from, like, some sort of Caribbean island. Okay, yeah, um, I'll, I'll caveat but...
1: this by saying, if she is actually acting something that's kind of closer to a ethnic background She's, idea yeah, that yeah. she has, I don't She's think it's her accent, normal... Though. It's just... Yes she is. Or well, the way that she's talking is like she's got that like fucking stilted like yeah man like it's not
0: <laughs> that, was, that could have
1: been Queensland. Could have been a terrible Jamaican You're accent. You into
0: racism station with Andrew and No, her. she's
1: seriously doing a weird voice. And maybe uh, maybe it was just me impersonating it, but I something about I
0: think it definitely was you
1: impersonating Just then it was. Actually, I didn't just play a sound clip of the film. Yeah but... mon Was did did Rihanna just walk into the room right now? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Mon. She wasn't doing the fucking <laughs> Probably Jamaican.
0: Thing. I don't but, want a linguistic analysis, man. I just disagree that she was doing it. No, actually. I think she was. I genuinely
2: but, think yeah, that she, she, she was. was like, and I think she, it was really
0: terrible. She was literally wearing uh, red, green, and gold in every single scene. And she was and lighting like, she, the most like, ridiculous roaches.
1: <laughs> like, fucking light, yeah. ridiculous.
0: Lighting up and saying to bullets, like, oh, she's smoking. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> and also, in the same way that the first. Film should just have been Brad Pitt blacked out for ages. This should have just been like when they need to hack the security cameras. It's just Rihanna like greened out on the couch, like she's just fucking out of action because she smoked like 12, 12 blunts that she just can't handle being alive right now.
0: And also, yeah, she was, was bad when they were looking for a hacker, and Sandra Bullock was like, "Why are they all Russian?" I was like, "What's wrong with having a Russian hacker?" Yeah, that was weird. That that was, was really it's just weird. a
1: little bit like Russia phobia. I don't know. It was, it was, it was strange. Um. And like yeah. most Russians are hackers, that was fucking weird.
0: So, I wasn't sure yeah, that was like a was, real <laughs> like
1: nod to the troll farms. All hackers or are Russians.
0: All Russians are hackers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like <laughs> right? Eh? Uh, are they? I get maybe they teach it at school. I don't know. <laughs> All Germans speak English. <laughs> <laughs> so the film opens. Sandra Bullock's breaking out of prison. And I thought, like, oh, cool, it'll be this Just thing that setting the scene. Emulating first its one, yeah, 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 And they killed Danny Ocean out of nowhere. Was that was that in any of the other films? I
1: don't know. I don't. I genuinely I, don't. I reckon that they wanted George Clooney to do a cameo, and, and he was like, get fucked.
0: He doesn't ha- didn't have That's to so die. Like, yeah. was, it, was it just that they couldn't think of any way to have him not be in the movie and have it not be weird? You don't... Like, the, was, okay, <laughs> the reason that happened, right, was because
1: they needed it to be Oceans branded, so they had to make her his sister. Because if they if they just wanted... Because it wasn't relevant in any other way, right? Really. <laughs> just, yeah. It could have just been a heist film with eight people, but they needed it to have the Oceans name, so they had to figure out a way awesome. that this could be an ocean without <laughs> actually having to have George Clooney or any of the fucking original people in the film. Or <laughs> just,
0: <Which is> like, <laughs> Sandra Bullock gets a phone call and it's George Clooney. He's like, hey, I want to rob the Met Gala. I can't really be fucked. I'm pretty hungover. So I'm just going yeah. to... I'm gonna leave it up to you. <laughs> You're my middle manager of this heist. Yeah, exactly. I'll find another, I don't know, fucking seven people. And <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: <so> seven, eight <laughs> I don't have people. the
2: budget
0: for 11 anymore. Seven
1: will have to do. So something that's shared across these two movies... Is that they are both fucking horrendous. Whoa. With the use of technology. Right? And, like, I think the interesting part is that 2001.
0: I think, yeah, Oceans because- 11
1: is just dated. But shit, like, okay, so, A. was this when an EMP is called A Pinch? That never, that was never a thing. I don't know. That was never a thing. And also, if you look at the EMP that they use in Ocean's Eleven, it's like this swirling vat of, like, horizontal vat of yellow liquid that's, like, constantly got a vortex in it. Like, I don't want liquid anywhere near the EMP that I'm using. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Like, I don't think an EMP, I don't know what an EMP looks (laughs) like.
0: I don't know about you, but I don't think they have... I don't it's think they got sure a floor... as hell no liquid in it. I don't understand nothing about it, but <laughs> I all don't... I know is the phase of the chemical involved is either gaseous or solid. I don't think it's either gas or liquid. I reckon an EMP doesn't need to have
1: four hundred liters of yellow water in it. I I'll, I'll commit <laughs> I'll commit to
0: do right wasn't on screen very much he was really just they locked him in the sewer <laughs> and he had to whiz in the, in the pinch for 12 years mate <laughs> you're listening to whizzing in the pinch with Oscar <laughs> and
2: Andrew
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: alright um um, See, so, so, yeah, I, I think like, okay, that's kitschy and I don't think yeah. back then people knew how to look up what an EMP was so they got it, so, what? What? So, so they get it fast <laughs> right. Shut up, don't check that <laughs> Whatever, shut up we need, But so we need to have some, Back we, then, we, when they were using we, IMAX
2: we, we need to have
0: some way of knocking out all the electricity in, in the Vegas for this next scene What do you reckon, Steven? Oh uh, I think, isn't that what an EMP does? What's an EMP? I don't know, fucking make it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no.
1: So we're going to have Yen go around and cut every single wire within a 12-block radius, okay? No, that's stupid. Let's just use an EMP. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's a way better idea. Anyway, so, okay. Th- kind of the- that aside, and I'm sure that they do some shit that even now is, or even yeah. then was kind of tenuous, but is fine. Mm. Am I wrong in thinking that CCTV, which is the normal method of surveilling a place through cameras, is called closed-circuit television because it is a closed circuit. Yeah, no, but it's closed
0: It's closed in circuit with the internet. All the internet oh, right. is one so, big so circuit. So it's just one no, no, circuit. You're, yeah, you're showing okay.
1: your ignorance okay. right. there. It's, um, so yeah, it's yeah, yeah, actually yeah. internet-closed-circuit television. Yeah, they're television. just webcams. Right, okay. But seriously, isn't the point of it to be immune
0: from... Ex- And they they say, like, several times, like, this is the most sophisticated surveillance system. It's like, well, (laughs) I guess it's not then. What do you think about the characterization of the scammers in both of these films? In the opening, because I think Ocean's Eleven has a really great characterization and shows you how competent these people are and how cool they are and how great they are at what they do in little vignettes as they recruit the people the whole time. Yeah. They're also
1: characterized through their gambling, which was something that was really interesting at the start. They kind of use this idea of like, because it's very casino oriented, obviously. So yeah, they go in and they they say like, oh, this person's a novice, so they don't bet well. Or like, they can't resist... The taking the bait of the bluff or whatever, and yeah. So there's
0: that. George, so that's George Clooney and Brad Pitt, but then all the other scam members of their gang as well. Yeah. But you're right. They really show very clearly and concisely how sort of savvy George Clooney is and how savvy Brad Pitt is and how yeah. s- how great they are. And and how they differentiate and how good they are as con men. Yeah. Um. I wasn't particularly convinced by them showing us how amazing Sandra Bullock is or how amazing Kate Blanchett is at yeah, being con shoplifted. people yeah she gets out and she fucking shoplifts yep. and then sneaks into a hotel yeah in like, ways that this? just
1: would not fucking work it's like is this
0: Ocean's, is this Ocean's 8 or Home Alone I'm pretty sure <laughs> that, I'm pretty sure if you
1: nice I think if you go to like a department store and you pull the fucking shit that she was pulling and you're like oh, I don't have a receipt The if you're at a yuppie department store like fucking yeah. Maya the person on the other end of that is not going to be like, oh, that's fine then. And then if if you were like, oh, well, uh, fuck you then, can I just have a bag so I can take them back because they're unopened? They'd be like, I don't. I don't. I, I just need to check that you haven't just stolen those things.
0: <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that that would come up. Well, the, I was, I, I just, didn't really have a problem with the scam. I thought, yeah, maybe fine. Maybe that scam will work. But like, I just, it wasn't impressive at all. It just seemed kind of lame. Yeah, and, like, I think you're right. And like, Blanchett, like... Just what? Diluting vodka? Yeah. What? So her scam is to get an extra three fingers of vodka out of. So if she buys 30 bottles, she'll make herself another couple bottles? Like it's just. It was just lame. Yeah.
1: They're just pulling like. Low time. And shit.
0: it was just totally unconvincing. And I, I, I don't know if
1: they're toning it down to try and make
0: it like a little more believable or whatever, but. <sighs> it's supposed to be fantastical and amazing. They're about to. Yeah. These people are about to pull off what is going to be the most amazing heist you've ever seen. We want to know they Allegedly. know what they're doing. And it's just a shoplifter and some lady who's. Steals booze. <laughs> booze like, Baron. <laughs> and so with this other one, it real I was saying before how it really sort of shows you how every single person in this gang is necessary and you need all of them. Like they literally sit there like, right, we need a, we need two people that can do this, we need a driver, we need an explosives expert, we need an actor, what is that? Eleven? Cool, eleven. Yeah. In this, it's not entirely clear why half these people are even really yeah. involved.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like Because Sandra Bullock
0: said that they should be. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, you have the the Indian diamond expert who doesn't do anything. Sorry. If you'd just stolen, and this is a
1: bit of a spoiler, so, like, see the movie first. But if you had just stolen the largest diamond necklace in the entire world and you needed to cut it up to give people their share, the one place that I wouldn't cut it up is right where I fucking stole it. Yeah. Because they could have just gotten... The, so they all walked out literally wearing it on their bodies, right? Yeah. Showing it off. And if, if you've just had this big thing about like, hey, somebody's stolen a fuckload of diamonds. Do you reckon they'd stop people wearing diamonds to check? <laughs> I think maybe they fucking would, yeah, right? It's, so oh. you just get someone to shove it up their butt and walk out of there, right? Which is my solution <laughs> to a lot of different things, right? But you get someone to shelve it and fucking... Fuck off out of there. And then you divide it up later. You don't need a fucking
0: <laughs> loop well, maybe on the spot. Maybe we've just discovered something. People always say, write what you oh know. Maybe, God. who is it? Olivia Milch? Write the screenplay for this. Yeah. Maybe Olivia And Milch. Gary
1: Ross, apparently.
0: <laughs> Both Olivia Milch and Gary Ross. Little in fact, neither of them have an anus. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like... People can, what? Gary, why don't they just shove it up their butts? And they're like, no, what do you mean? Just pinch it between the crack in their butt cheeks? There's not enough... There's not very much friction in there at all. Frankly, I I think, Stephen, that doesn't really make much sense. No, no, they're anus. Look, I just, look, they're going to wear the diamonds and that's
1: that. I don't know why you're using these weird words around me (laughs) that sound like body parts that I don't have. No,
0: and it's just, nothing about the film is convincing. uh, And so she spent five years in prison planning this
1: heist... For an event oh, that she didn't know... That oh, she had no way of knowing was going to happen? Yeah.
0: Oh, no, I mean, the, the Met Gala happens every year. Yeah, that, but she that's didn't know
1: the diamonds were going to be there.
0: Right. so... And so
1: oh, and well, so I guess she made plan, the diamonds be there, but whatever. Her,
0: her, her plan seemed to be... Um, find a way to get the necklace to be at the event. Oh, and I guess I need just any pickpocket off the street. And then we'll cut it up and sell it. Like... And, and that was the main problem with I had with this film, was that just the stakes were so much lower. Yeah. Like, with with the heist thing in Ocean's... 11, heist thing. With that heist thing in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> that little <a> side plot. <laughs> so it sets up, like, look how fucked this is. It's this huge vault. How are we even going to do this? Yeah, because
1: it you... Mission Impossible was in 2006. Uh, sorry, 1996. And I feel like a lot of this, a lot of Ocean's Eleven maybe drew upon... Mission Impossible. Yeah, this okay. idea of like having to drop down through like a fucking elevator and it's shaft. In, it's, and it's impossible. In... Yeah, so like exactly. oh
0: man, these guys are amazing. That's where they got the name from.
2: <laughs> uh.
0: This this mission seems this very, very is difficult.
2: Extremely hard <laughs> to
1: pull off. It's like a mission extremely hard to pull off,
0: and he's like crossing it out. And she's like, it's just not working. A highly implausible action. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm such a moron. But yeah, so like they're like, oh yeah. man, and you watch you see them figuring it out with this. They're like, we need to we need to steal a necklace, and so, so it's like, how are you going to do that? You're going to get someone to lift the necklace off their neck. And that's the whole heist. So th- it was so boring. There's this,
1: there's this phenomenon of, of, of films that I feel... And again, this is like the, the massive skeptic of me coming out, where I just feel like some films have things in them because they want to have that in the film, not because it makes sense for that to be in the film. Right. Right? And there were a lot of scenes in this, like Sandra Bullock walking out of a shopping mall with like 20 shopping bags under her arm. And then like these little bits of having, like, a girl's night and a party and and that sort of shit. Yeah. There were a lot of things in this film that I feel, like, didn't didn't need to be in the storyline, but they thought of them as a cool idea and they didn't want to, like, golf them. And so they were just in there.
0: Like the um, street-smart pickpocket lady... Showing the Indian Diamond expert how to use Tinder. Look at us know what Tinder is. Yeah. Right. Was, yeah. It I, was a lot it was of weird shit. Literally six seconds and it was boring. I wrote that down. <laughs> yeah. It, it,
1: so there's a lot in this film that is just, that didn't like, need why to is, be there. Why, this why this did you here? actually have that in the film? And yeah, it makes exactly. no sense. And I think a, a lot of this, a lot of the reason why this is a worse film than Ocean's Eleven, in my opinion, <laughs> is because n- the plot doesn't drive itself it doesn't it's not self-contained it doesn't make sense it's not internally consistent they just have shit happen by chance either by chance or by some fucking tenuous connection that they expect you to buy completely Mm. like um when they need to convince them getting of getting the necklace out and the guy's like no and you think right They've finally hit an actual roadblock. <laughs> She's had
0: five years, and the guy's like, "No, it's worth one hundred yeah, and fifty million you know dollars. What? I
1: can't ensure that." Exactly. Ignore. That's the only thing in the entire film, I think, that I genuinely believe is like, That yeah. would happen. Yeah. The guy like, the guy's what are like you insane?" No. no, of course we're not letting you do a fucking hundred million, hundred fifty million dollars <laughs> necklace. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, then so you were saying so she speaks no. French to him, and she says, "Fucking, le- it could go viral," and and he's like, "Oh, you know what? I've totally never thought of that. I changed my mind." You can have it. That wouldn't fucking happen. And so
0: that was my thing. It's like they've encountered
1: <laughs> this roadblock, and she literally solves the roadblock by speaking French to a French dude, and well, she just well, yeah, says that's nothing. So that was we also exactly what in solo. It's not exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's not. Internally consistent Because Helena Bottom Carter Is not established As a French speaker She just has this Magic ability To talk French To the guy
0: Yeah Why Does the, does the Irish Education system Have a particularly Good French department Like what <laughs>
1: Fucking <laughs> knows man Yeah There's no uh, Things happen There's There's Mary Sue characters Like Rihanna's sister's character Is just an expert In magnets when they need someone, <laughs>
0: a magnet expert. Well, they what couldn't the get
1: the fuck. They couldn't get the in, the
0: insane clown posse. So, Orquafina would have to do.
1: Awkwafina is actually the Asia pickpocket. Okay.
0: Oh, um, fuck. Different. Yeah, that was that was also like it's a special magnet. What do you mean a special magnet? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, so, one of the one of the other oh in, the, in in the film. So, their whole idea is that they're going to go to the Met Gala. They're going to convince Anne Hathaway, this actress, to be dressed by Anne this Hathaway designer an actress. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna get Anne Hathaway to masquerade <laughs> as an actress. And I think everyone's being like,
1: Hold on, can Anne Hathaway even act? Just as a side tension, I think it would have been better if she'd acted as As Anne, Anne Hathaway? Hathaway. That would have genuinely been better.
0: They they did that in I think Oceans twelve or thirteen as um Oh really? <laughs> What's the name of that actress that plays Tess Ocean in Ocean's Eleven? Julia Roberts. J- so, right, That's so, right. They fucking do, don't they? they do yeah. Right. They go like, like, Julia Ro- look a lot looks like, a Julia, lot like Roberts. Julia Roberts. They fucking do. <laughs> Those films are so cheesy.
1: And I guess that stops them from doing that in this too, because yeah. people would have been like, oh, you're just doing the Ocean's yeah, exactly. thing. But that still um, would have been better than what they fucking do. Right. Did. So Sorry. The,
0: the scam in this one is that um, they've sort of roped in this down-on-her-luck fashion designer, and said right well you need to get convince this actress to let you dress her for the Met Gala yeah you're gonna you're gonna insist that she wears this real expensive necklace we're we're then gonna go and steal it great right yeah um sure and then uh fucking oh my god the, the lead actress what's her name
1: okay budget
2: Oh, oh, the Bullock. other lead actor. Sandra <laughs>
0: book is like, I've been dreaming up this plan in prison for five years. Yep. It'll be perfect. Yep. And one of the first roadblocks they hit is when they put on their necklace for the first time and it sort of clicks shut. And they're like, hold on, what's that? And he's like, <laughs> oh, it's a special class, but can only be opened with this special magnet. Yep. And they're like, oh yep. my God, special magnet. Yep. And they call up the magnet expert, the, um, the, the, the kid around his sister. And the around his sister is basically like, yeah, just get another magnet. Yeah, I mean, well, all you like, do is stick a magnet on it.
1: <laughs> and then she uses some, like, magic magnet terminology that I don't even... I'm going to go on out on a limb here. Wasn't real. I
0: mean, it, she said a lot in, like, a second, and I, I don't think it really just. She's made talking about poles being swapped around. Like, or talks shit and shit,
1: no. I mean, yeah, I don't... If it was anything like the rest of this film, I I would be astonished if the magnetic science in this film was the point where they chose to really focus yeah, on getting like it right. In DeStella, they,
0: they consulted fucking Kip Thorne and got the physics yeah, exactly. perfect. Fuck. Oh, boy. Um, um, it was, it was, yeah. yeah. And,
1: and also, right, so the I ridiculousness, just... I feel like we've just skimmed over the fact that she has a sister who just happens to be a magnet expert. <laughs> Again, how... Ridiculous. That's like, oh, I want to steal some jewels. Oh, great. I'll call my sister. She's an expo jewel thief.
0: Literally, she planned this place for five years yeah. didn't even know how the security of the necklace yeah, works and then just by that's... luck the hacker that she didn't even want on the team yep. has a sister yep. who solves the problem perfectly yep. some kind of Doctor Who style deus ex machina that comes Mary out of nowhere. Sue bullshit is yeah. that what that
1: is? uh it's Mary Sue's like a character that can do everything when, when yeah they just when have no convenient. no limit exactly Yeah, right. okay, so right. like I feel like everyone in this film is a bit of a Mary Sue yeah. or they, they know a Mary
0: Sue that they can call. Well, I feel like, like, I feel like at the point where you're saying you're using that trope to describe every character, it's just a poorly written film. I think. Yeah. Like, fucking. Yeah, like, it it's is. It's just not an impressive heist at all. No. So I think what I was touching on before is like, she's like, right. So we're going to have oh, the to bit with the out... submarine was just fucking weird. The toy submarine. Yeah, that was weird. So there's, this, weird. there's this sort of that wasn't even bit... bad. It was yeah. just weird. Yeah yeah thing? yeah it's like they created the problem and had to solve it. Maybe that's what they it was. Created they created just... a shit problem <laughs>
1: then had to solve it. Right. So and do you fucking weird. Do you
0: care if we spoil the ending of this film? Pause it right now
1: and <laughs> and we'll we'll leave a little 5 second pause second any and you can just go and watch the film.
2: Right, welcome right, back. Right. We hey, were right, right? Hope you didn't what the enjoy fuck it. was up
0: with that? Yeah, so yeah. fucking strange. It's nineteen dollars. You never get that. Yeah, exactly. So at the at the end there, her plan is to take the necklace off Anne Hathaway's neck after they've poisoned her, and Anne Hathaway's like crouching, spewing. spewing in front of the, spewing in the toilet, and they just like lift the necklace off her neck, and they've already said multiple times how pounds. heavy it is. and So you spend twenty minutes being like, well, no, because she would she know, would just be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? I would think if you
1: were wearing a hundred and fifty million dollar item, mm. that you would a probably yeah.
0: intervene in the person yeah. taking it off your neck and not not notice right. it coming off, but and then so, you would be like, hey what the fuck is yeah. my... and so it's all about how this film is poorly edited and poorly put together because then we spend 15 minutes going like so they're looking for the necklace and the whole place is on lockdown and you're like well the whole time you're like no Again, this is dumb not how it would and work. Hathaway would have yeah. noticed and then towards the end of the film been and like, Hathaway, person behind me. Yeah. and Hathaway busts in and is like I knew the whole time surprise I was in on it your plan was so dumb that now you gotta cut me in and you're like well yeah it was dumb I think after they had gotten the, the necklace off right um, they successfully walked out of the thing. That could have been it, right? Yeah. The film should have ended there. They could have had the cool fountain scene. They bought their money. They go their separate ways. They bought their money. They bought the shit they wanted, and yeah. that could have been it. But then there's another, like, 25 minutes yeah. where James Corden comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and it she starts has to these finish ins- fucking over the other guy. An insurance fraud scheme or something. Yeah. And so it goes full Phantom Menace. And they start oh, talking yeah. about insurance. <laughs> yeah, I forgot this bit happened. And about... Oh, it's so strange. Okay, the entire the, point of that. Sorry, you finished. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, what we what we so we want to talk about the ending. Yeah, right. And then, out of nowhere, they're like, hold on, but this necklace is only worth. You just told us that you sold it and you only got oh, 80 I million. I forgot this and happened. We, we get six. We said 106. So, where's the other money coming from? And yeah. she goes, like, no so, one did the maths up until that point. Yeah. yeah. And so, they're like, oh, and while that was all happening, also, we didn't tell you for this at all, but we also stole all of the other crown jewels in yep. that exhibit. And you're like, oh, well, that would have been that would have been way more impressive and you didn't tell us this and then <laughs> out of nowhere so they're like oh, what do you mean you stole all the crown jewels and they're like oh remember that acrobat from the first film we got yeah. him in yeah and then there's just a minute long cameo yep. of yen the acrobat yep. from the first film doing
1: some mission impossible shit around again lasers that don't show life and it
0: was the most exciting bit of the whole film yeah, was this it was. guy sneaking through lasers and like replacing stuff and like the whole yep. heist ridiculous the whole heist was so boring and so unbelievable and yep. so left so left chance that when right at the end they're like hey surprise this whole time we had this really complicated exciting yep. heist that required a lot of planning and preparation and research and we didn't show you that but that's how we that's how we covered that balance in the yeah. in the numbers also, that doesn't make any sense also we've
1: been keeping the jewels in a fucking fridge <laughs> and all of you have all of you have drinks which assumedly you got out of the fridge but like, you didn't notice again they wanted them to be holding drinks and they wanted a scene where Sandra Bullock pulls open the fridge and there's jewels in the fridge like, hold on, no why? one fucking asked hey would they not have looked in the fridge why
0: is our tonic water lukewarm glad you asked yeah. Jules. check it and, out
1: and why have we not been allowed to look in the fridge for the past two weeks like because Sandra Bullock's just been real cagey about it oh it's because she wanted to surprise you guys with a present of like che- 50 million dollars I've been
0: cheating my vegan diet for weeks now Yeah. So
1: James Corden's, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. His entire like Inspector Clouseau's again, not internally consistent because sometimes he's totally inept and bumbling. And sometimes he's like this master fucking pursuer of criminals. Um, His entire point is literally to go back through the entire heist and fucking masturbate over how clever it was. That's the entire point of his character. But I mean, it wasn't. A, no, it's not. But it's a... He, so I, it's I like... really genuinely think <laughs> that that was the the people who made this film fucking congratulating themselves on just how good it was. Yeah. Because he goes back and he just, like, covers every single step. And it's that... It, it's like a weird bastardization. You know how they go back through at the end of Ocean's Eleven? And they're like, yeah. this is how we did the parts that we didn't tell you about. Yeah. This was that, but they also covered the parts that we did already know about. It's just boring it didn't yeah it's terribly but boring. it's about insurance fraud like yeah.
0: you could have just not had that yeah it makes absolutely it, no it sense. it was
1: really it was unnecessary and i genuinely think it was just to go through and wow the audience at how clever the story was to come up with and, also, and how good the the heist bit was
0: yeah so so stupid so so, so yeah i mean so james corden guy, i thought he was actually all right i thought he was an all right character and it would have been nice to have him on earlier in the film maybe? Yeah, and you have like, that could have been bunch used of shit. a lot
1: better. He wasn't, it wasn't a bad character. Um, also, I'm cautious because I realize that some of the best I don't I I don't think again, I do I feel totally underqualified to talk about the issue of this being a female film versus Oceans Level, which is obviously yeah. a very masculine film. Some of the best characters in this film were the dudes, and I just that's really unfortunate. Yeah. Because I feel like they they're not good because they're dudes, they could have been female characters that were doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. And it still would have been taking place in a shit movie, yeah. but they would have been good characters. Yeah. Still. It's so unfortunate because you could have used James Corden pursuing them. Kind of the whole way through, it could have yeah. been done in a more interesting fashion. Exactly. Or it could have been another inspector that wasn't a guy that it just like, and it sets up all these weird
0: rivalries right at the end that it would have been it just didn't make any sense. They're not
1: rivalries if they haven't existed beforehand, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it they're could not, have, yeah.
0: It's it's just a little bit hand fisted, and you're right about the characterizations, the I think. Like it just felt weird that like fucking our, our introduction to um this badass criminal in the form of Sandra Bullock was like she goes and shopless perfume and I was
1: yeah wow that's really impressive yeah exactly Um,
0: it's like you can tell because
1: it's a similar deal of like these people that like live their life off other people by like stealing the things that they need but it's not the way that they do it it's not cool or impressive it wasn't likeable it's just not lame I would rather that she stole shit that she needed to live Yeah. but she steals luxury and I think that just sort of is not endearing at all yeah no I agree if she stole food because she didn't have any money when she got out of jail that would have been neat or, right, yeah, but like she stole like six fucking perfumes. Yeah, that exactly. just she, it's it just you made her it. seem like a complete dickhead. You know yeah, what I no, mean? Yeah, I like, agree. It's not that she wasn't likable. Or clothes. I mean, she did steal clothes, yeah. but we didn't see her stealing clothes. And
0: there's lots of us seeing her and Kate Blanchett just hanging out. Um, i was wondering if we they were gonna even... do a love interest between the
1: two of them <laughs> but it's a totally hollow friendship and the whole time i think the reason why i was latching onto that hollowness being like are they leaving something untapped here like but no it was just shit friendship uh, it was just a I shittily didn't... written yeah, friendship uh, yeah exactly i didn't i, didn't I get was a... wondering the whole film like what the fuck are these two gonna do? do like i didn't and get a they didn't a do anything thing. yeah yeah exactly no i didn't go like, no, i, I was looking for a reason why it was badly written Ooh, yeah. I guess there just wasn't one past that. Well, yeah.
0: But we didn't learn anything about any of the other characters. Yeah. But you don't even have to have time, because Ocean's Eleven proved pretty well that um, you can show a lot about characters through, like, a little two minutes. And we didn't get uh, that. And also countless other films that have done
1: even better jobs...
0: <laughs> than,
1: even better jobs than Ocean's <laughs> Eleven, to be honest. Like, <laughs> this is not a difficult thing, and it's not a new formula. It's astonishing that they did it so
0: badly. You know, yeah, it was really strange. You got anything else on those? No, I reckon we better cut it there. Great, well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Beef Station. Yeah, thanks for checking in again. Thanks for checking in again. I'm Oscar. I'm Andrew. Stay beefy. <laughs> <laughs>